welcome to State of Unity Podcast, where we talk with people who used to live the ordinary and are now living in the extraordinary. Carol has the goal to teach others, specifically women, to travel with confidence. Naturally, we felt she was the perfect fit since State of Unity so closely aligns with this goal. Carol currently resides on the beautiful island of Bali, where she enjoys daily fresh produce, walks with friends, and planning training courses to empower others. Carol, thank you so much for talking with me today. Um, Okay, so before we dialed in to connect, I was looking at your Instagram page and I found the cutest picture of you. This is posted on June 14th and you say, do you eat strange things and you love and adore food? And in this video, <laughs> you're trying something and he, and you're like, oh, I think even the leaves you can eat. And who's ever filming must be telling you, no, don't eat the leaves. <laughs> it just, it's so cute. Um, and so it sounds like you like to, you're not afraid of trying new things. No, I love trying new things. I love trying, like if I go to the restaurant um, or to a bar, I will always pick the weirdest thing on the menu. <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, I was at a, I was at a cocktail bar and I had some uh, peanut, peanut butter martini, which I thought was uh, interesting because being, being French, I actually didn't grow eating peanut butter. For me, it's very, something that's really very exotic. Um, so, um, and I, I, I thought, okay, that really sounds incredibly weird. And I totally fell in love with that. I think I had eight peanut butter martini that night. So, <laughs> so yes, and I love, I love, you know, trying insects and plants and fruits and vegetables, anything that doesn't look familiar. Yeah. I uh, I love it. It's it's always I always try to put adventure in my life, even if it's just a tiny little bit of adventure. Try to spice things up on a daily basis. So definitely, even if it's just something like um, I'm uh, you know I'm in Bali uh, now and and um, I've got, I've got a, a garden full of uh, plants that I've never seen before. So even if it's just feeling the texture. Of, uh, of a different plant and, and just kind of having a different feeling, you know, every day. So, um, or listening to a bird or a gecko or just posing for that. Yeah, definitely. I love that. They say that that's what keeps you young, right? Trying new things and stepping out of your comfort zone, even if it's something as tiny as trying a new food each day. I like to think I'm pretty re- adventurous. Far- I'll try everything. Um, I've tried, I've definitely tried some weird things in my time <laughs> and traveling is usually the best part to do that. I think because locally it's pretty much, you can expect what you're going to get, but abroad I've, I've tried some things that um, I think the one that was, I, I was most surprised that I liked was in Laos and it was called blood stew. Okay, what is that? <laughs> and it was basically like a tomato paste. It was, they served it on um, sort of like a pizza pan. So it's just this thin layer of what looks like tomato paste with garlic and a bunch of other seasonings. And um, 
they, nobody thought I was going to try it. Um, and I did, and I actually liked it and they were even more surprised and as was I, <laughs> um, but I think, always, yeah, it, it's always a, a great way actually to, to create connections. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, especially if you come to a country like Italy, you know, or Spain or France where food is like a goddess, you know, that we <laughs> venerate on a daily, on a daily basis. If you make that effort to eat what someone is giving you, that means a lot. That really means a lot to, uh, to, to us. So definitely. Yeah. And then you can have a laugh and it's a great way to, uh, it's, it's a great way to break, you know, all the eyes and to feel more comfortable if you feel a bit awkward, you know, with, uh, with a bunch of strangers that you've never met before. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> Food is good. <laughs> and so in, you're in Bali now. So is there a yes, local dish there that you feel like you can't live without anymore that you love so much or anything that you really don't like that's very common there? So I um, am a bit putty about uh, the organic sweet potatoes that I eat daily, which mm -hmm. I get from a tiny warong, a tiny shop. And the only thing the lady does is baked sweet organic baked sweet potatoes that's all she sells yes so um, i go every week and i pick up my little supply um, because i really really love it but um, i feel very lucky because i have very easy access to all sorts of organic fruits and vegetables there is a there's a beautiful fruit here that i've never seen elsewhere um, which has the taste of an apple mixed with a kiwi and caramel it's very like it's and, 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 oh my god when it's the season i'm like give it to me and then mangoes <laughs> mangoes are wonderful and strawberries yeah mm -hmm. and the fruits the the fruits are the fruits are nice and uh, and the daily you know my daily intake of coconut uh, water which is very good for uh, for hydration and very good for your health so yes Oh, yes. I love the fresh coconut water. That's definitely yeah. <laughs> daily for me when I'm in those sort of destinations. And, and here we get young. So you've got different types, actually, of, of, uh, of coconut water because the coconut has different um, stages, of course. You've got the old coconut, which is not that good. But you get the baby young coconut. And that really is packed full of, uh, of health uh, healthy properties and and it's very good against colds um, and we do get colds in Bali now is winter so all of us just even if it's 26 degrees it's too cold for us um, <laughs> I, I actually have got a cold at the moment which is ridiculous um, and uh, yeah I, I think this the, the great thing is, is that all these fruits and all these vegetables and there's loads of herbs and spices um, just you know boost you know your immune system as well so that's mm -hmm. that's also very important Bali is a place where health you know and, and organic and and there are lots of vegans and vegetarians I'm not one uh, but uh, but all of that is uh, it's a very holistic uh, way uh, way of life so yeah yeah I wish and I, I almost hate saying this because I'm, it's probably just an excuse because I'm not great at gardening, but I wish that I could be more like that. And I feel like living in such a dense area, um, you know, I have the yard here, but I, I'm in Florida. So 
it's very hot and granted we can grow things year round and I've, I have been getting better. So I have some things that I can grow, but I would love to get to a point where I'm I'm not having to go to a grocery store, you know, maybe once every couple of months just for some supplies that I can't grow or can't get from, you know, the farmer's market or something like that. I think a lot of people are getting back to that kind of grassroots as well, because we're starting to see the effects of not having that in our diet. And it's pretty scary, not only on in our diet, but just on the planet as well. Absolutely. I was very lucky because my, um, my parents always had a garden. So I actually grew up on organic food. Uh, and yeah. that's, uh, and, and that's very rarely changed. And here, mm-hmm. it's also incredibly easy to get access to food. Uh, there are lots of farmers that deliver to your door. So you just, you just do you order on WhatsApp? They bring you these amazing baskets full of, uh, you know, yes. full of goodies. And you know that you're supporting local farmers, which is very important because the situation on Bali at the moment is dire. You know, they, they, they heavily the rely on mentioned. tourism. Yeah. There is zero tourism. Uh, you know, the, we've just had an exodus of apparently 17,000 um, uh, foreigners who were residents here uh, on Bali because we've had more stringent uh, um, lockdown, uh, lockdown rules. So a lot of people got scared and then, and then uh, decided to leave the island. So it's, it's, it's becoming even more dire for, for local people. That's why um, a lot of us are very vested in, uh, in supporting local farmers. That's great. Yeah. Uh, important. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up, um, my parents were fantastic gardeners. And it's funny as a child, you, that's, you know, you want to have the cookies and the sugary cereal and the donuts. And I, I got that rarely, but not frequently. And now as an adult, I, I thank my parents all the time for bringing us up that way, because I feel like it's, you know, it's, it's kind of ingrained into me to have that habit of just being aware of what I'm putting in my body. And, you know, I see my grandparents living into their hundreds and being healthy while doing it. And I, I, I swear on my life, it's due to growing up on a farm and having that it totally does. Uh, My grandmother is 101 this year. No way. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I intend to top that up. So I want to be 120. So (laughs) that's well, invite me to the hundred. Yeah, she's totally. I mean, she's kind of like she's losing memory and everything, but (laughs) you know, like she's on her feet, you know, and she she listens to what you're saying, and Mm -hmm. she's there. Yeah. Yeah, So my grandma. Same exact same. She turns a hundred this year and she makes wow, fun of the young she, or she makes fun of the old people who are 30 years younger than her. And she volunteers to push them in their wheelchairs to their doctor's appointment. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's good stuff. That's really good. <laughs> yeah. So, and is, is your grandma back in France where you're from or Oh, my, 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 yeah. So very interestingly, very interestingly uh, enough, uh, I come from a family that doesn't travel. Uh, So yeah, no one in my family travels. Uh, So uh, I'm, uh, I've I've always been very different from, uh, from everyone. Ah. And uh, my dad uh, has never taken a plane. Uh, The last time he was on the train was for his military service and he's 75 
Uh, and uh, my mother did manage to come and see me when I lived in Lithuania and in England, uh, but that's quite a long time ago. Um, yeah, this is, um, they, they always say that they travel through me. So they, they just watch TV, they watch documentaries, but they are very, very, very much village, village people. I come from a farming background and uh, yeah, people, mm. people stay home. They are not very adventurous like I am. So I've got zero idea how the hell I've landed into, <laughs> into, into my family. But I have the feeling that I travel for absolutely everyone. Uh, so, yeah, it's, so, uh, it's, it's very interesting. So what got you interested? It sounds like you were surrounded by people who didn't really think much of getting out of the area. So what spurred it in you? And I have zero idea. I asked myself and, you know, I asked myself these questions for many years. And then one day I decided that really, honestly, this was a waste of time. That's who I was. And I was just going to do the things that I loved, which is travel. Because, you know, going through this entire psychological, you know, mayhem of thinking, why am I like this? And the rest of my family is not like that. And mm. blah, 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 blah. It's like, actually, it's a complete another waste of time. So this is this is who I am. That's what I do, and uh, and I'm happy doing what I do, and you know, and that's it. So I don't know. I I I, I you know, we're all born differently. We all have different geniuses or different you know things that in, in our characters that separates us from each other, um, or unite us with you know with other people, uh, make us connect. And I happen to be incredibly curious and to just ravel in connecting with, with other people and making a fool of myself when, you know, when I try new things and it's just learning. Um, I, I've been a teacher for many, many years. Um, so yeah, all of that is, uh, all of that is very important to me. So I think that in life, there is a time where you just have to stop asking questions and just go and do what, you know, you gotta do. Well said. For me, for me, it's travel. <laughs> well said. I love that. So teaching, um, you've taught in a number of different capacities. Am I correct? I Yeah. So I started teaching language. I, sh- I started teaching French because that's the easiest thing that you do, you know, when you're out of university. And, and um, I spent a year in the UK teaching French. I didn't speak English when I arrived in England, when I was in my early 20s. Um, because I took uh, German as the first, uh, my first foreign language, and then I did ancient Greek. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> um, and I learned English very, very quickly, and um, uh, and then I left for Lithuania at the collapse of the USSR, and I taught French as well and a bit of German um, in Lithuania, and then um, I did several other things when I when I was in Lithuania, and when I came back to the UK. I, um, that's when I started my career in, in the tourism industry. And I eventually ended up teaching tourism for about 15, yeah, 15 years and consulting as well in uh, responsible tourism development and, and the crafting of experiences for, for tourists. That's my area, area of expertise. Okay. So you were in sustainable tourism back before yes. it was trendy, so to speak. Yes. <laughs> and I think and I think I've always been without knowing because it didn't have really a label, you know, before. 
But sure. I, that's always been the way that I've that I've traveled, uh, going places, living there. I always say actually that it's not traveling that I like; it's spending time in communities and feeling part of the community. Mm-hmm. You know, so when when you know when Airbnb landed for me it it was it was amazing because it really made a difference in being able to choose who i wanted to stay with and making sure that my money was was going to a local rather than to a hotel because mm-hmm. i just I, I don't do hotels that's mm-hmm. um, unless they are very um you know they're small small hotels that are owned by private people which which is actually where i am now at the moment i'm in a boutique hotel and because there are no tourists, um, a lot of hotels here on Bali are letting rooms um, by the month. So, um, ah. so I'm, I'm, yeah, so I'm on a small compound with about uh, uh, three or four more people and uh, living a beautiful life in a boutique hotel. And, uh, and of course, everything would change when the tourists are coming back. But for the moment, I'm enjoying myself and having a beautiful, <laughs> luxurious life, which I would not be able to afford um, if, uh, you know, if we were on the different, uh, different, in a different situation. So, yeah, absolutely. Fabulous. So mm. um, how would you define sustainable tourism? Well, sustainability, you know, you, you look at uh, three kind of like different pillars. Yes, we look at economic viability. So what is it that you can do in order to uh, contribute to elevating poverty in countries? Because what is phenomenal is that the most popular destinations in the world, in what we call the developing world, economically developing world, still continue to be poor, even if loads of tourists are going there. And what people don't understand is that if they buy their holidays from a company that has their headquarters in Germany or in England or in the UK or in the States, that money stays there. It doesn't come to the countries where they're going. Yes, they buy a flight ticket with their national airline. The money stays in their country. They go and, you know, and holiday in... Uh, an international uh, or stay in an international uh, um, hotel that money goes to that hotel yes of course they will employ local people but uh, those people are usually not very well paid the hospitality industry is very well known for not paying people very well that's why they rely heavily especially you look at the states it's horrendous you know this culture of tips and, you know, especially on cruise ships, I mean, this is, this is crazy. And that just makes up for the fact that people are not paid properly. You know, mm-hmm. so, so to me, that's just a situation that's unacceptable. Um, so, so, so the first thing is, okay, how can you contribute to the economic development and, and buying local, staying local, uh, um, purchasing from local guides directly? That's really very important, as direct as you can be. Um, then we have the, the kind of social, you know, social aspect um, and cultural aspect, which is how you can contribute to uh, preserving the culture of a country. So usually it's by experiences, yes, and, and by making sure also that you buy uh, local, locally made souvenirs, because so much of the stuff is produced in China, mm-hmm. um, so that you contribute to that local expertise. You know, like, for example, here, 
they make they make baskets um you know on some of the islands or you have you you have all musical instruments are very big all across different islands in indonesia um and you know and handcrafted so it's just a, an unbelievable expertise um that we must um uh, we must protect and conserve and then there is the environmental aspect yes which is about being aware of the impact that you have on the environment and making sure that you know you recycle as much or first of all just don't consume and then you won't need to recycle and then everything will be m- much you know much better like you know i never leave without my bottle it's refilled everywhere uh, and there is no reason why i should ever invest any money in a plastic in a plastic bottle it's just it's just ridiculous i can get into a a restaurant and ask for water you know it's it's all of that is totally possible you just need to ask yeah um so yeah so loads of like this loads of things to think about and really it's not about being perfect because perfection is is not something that we're seeking it's just to do whatever you can and then bit by bit becoming more and more and more aware ask more and more and more questions and make these little steps so that you know that oh i'm doing you know i'm doing that little bit more in order to be in alignment as well with who i want to be in life and how i want to show up do i want to consume unconsciously or do i want to be a little bit more conscious about what it is that i'm doing so um and you know and make the world a better place i think everyone everyone wants to make the world a better place so that's that's a great way to apply it in uh, in your travels but um but this thing about you know eradicating environmental impact you know that's kind of to me it's if you travel you get in a car or you i mean unless unless you cycle you know uh it's 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 very difficult and even that you know how was your bicycle made and where was it made and blah 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 so you know like we don't do anything uh we all have an impact it's it's just about minimizing our negative impact and maximizing our positive impact that's what we call responsible tourism that's it i've done my little uh, carol the teacher bit now <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. I'm um I'm very aware. I think the no- the thing that I always think of the most because probably it's the easiest is the plastic bottles because I've noticed a lot of places that I travel they they depend on bottled water. Um and I you see them everywhere. So you depend on the bottled water and then they don't have a way to recycle it. So you see it piled up in the streets. Yeah. Um, it's not being recycled. It's just being consumed and tossed away. And I drink a ton of water. And so like you, I make sure I always have a bottle with me. I'm refilling it. And, you know, it's so funny. I find myself, you know, I'll, I'll go thirsty for a bit just and I'll refuse the plastic bottled water and put myself at discomfort just to wait until I can have water not out of plastic and I'll, I find myself going back and forth like am I being ridiculous should I be suffering and then you know when I look back at the, I remember there was one day where I didn't have my bottle with me and I kept all the plastic bottles with me because I wanted to try to wait until I found a place I could recycle them And I emptied out a backpack of plastic bottle just from one day. And that's when I'm like, you know, for that, for just me over one day, 
add that up over what the six days, 10 days that I'm going to be there times how many people, I mean, that's a huge impact versus, you know, if we all had a bottle that we brought with us and reused it, that, I mean, that alone, just that one change that's uh, exactly i mean this is it's really crazy and especially because for example on bali we don't have a waste management system yeah so everything goes in the same place and mm-hmm. gets burnt and it's mm-hmm. just all gets you know gets piled up somewhere so you know in countries where you know that there is a very good recycling system you know like in germany then okay fair enough or like in denmark but mm-hmm. this isn't it yes so better not consume and that would be you know that will make a much better right. a, a much bigger a much bigger impact and you know on the suffering bit i don't see actually i don't see it as suffering what i even though you might you might be in pain you know in that, that way i see it as having control of myself and having control as uh, of how is it that I want to show up in life? Like, do I live with integrity or do I just choose the easy option? Am I really conscious of, oh, I would like to be that kind of person, you know, when I, when I die, that I know I've done my best to be kind to this planet. So now I have to be accountable to myself. Am I taking responsibility for my own actions. And I understand that on holiday, you might not want to take responsibility, but you're a guest in someone else's countries. So it's like going into someone's home and then starting to trash it without impunity, you know, and think, ah, this is not my problem because I'm not doing the cleanup. And that's just not, I think, a very kind thing to do. So when you're, when you're kind, if you just kind of, you know, want to make sure that in your life you're kind, so you're thinking about the actions that you can take and you feel so much better, you know, because also it's, it's just healthier, you know, as a, as a whole. So yes, it might be painful at times, but we only really gain consciousness of things when we go through a little bit of pain. Yes. When we get out of our comfort zone. So it's, it's, it's an opportunity for us to change our behavior and, uh, and to live up to, to the person who we, we dream to be. Mm-hmm. I really like what you said about how you make a decision to be this type of person and then your action should match who that person is. And that, that's a really good statement, I think, to remember when because that is when you're tested on who you are is when you're going through the hard times right it's easy to make that choice when it's easy but when it becomes a little bit more challenging that's when the true test is like really testing who you really are that's good and the satisfaction that you get from being able to do that Mm. is you know Mm -hmm. is amazing it's it's in a way it's it's all about setting your boundaries you know, how you can just have people come into your life and you feel that they're taking advantage of you. But then they're they're taking advantage of you because you're letting them, just because you're not, you know, you're not saying no. Mm-hmm. And and you can learn how to say no to other people in, inside of love, but you can also learn how to say no to your cravings, to your to your easy, you know, mm-hmm. solutions 
by looking at yourself and saying, okay, like, does it agree? Does it agree with me? So for me, this is a way that, okay, I can be conscious of, I can be conscious of my actions. Yes. And again, you don't have to be a saint. Okay. But you just, it's a, it's a level of awareness that you mm-hmm. gain bit, you know, bit by bit. So I've had, I've had 50 years of, uh, you know, of practicing that. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, so what are you up to in Bali? What is, what are you working on these days? Are you still so, inspiring people? Yes. Yes. Well, I do my best to do that. So, um, and, uh, especially women because I, I work, I work with women and, uh, I'm about to launch, uh, my new workshop. Um, about uh, about how to travel the world confidently, solo and safely, and uh, and then I've got a course that follows that follows that. Um, again, like a deeper dive into uh, into it. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll run uh, soon run a either a three hour workshop or a three times one hour. I haven't decided on the precise formatting now but i like to give value for money so i'll get you i'll get you i'll give you three hours um and um and we look at uh, um we look at different things i'm um i'm specifically talking about unleashing your divine travel energy because traveling is all about uh, is all about energy uh, so we're looking into this and, and we're looking how we can how that impacts the way that you travel um, and uh, and what you want to create out of your out of your travels, because a lot of people um, don't realize that traveling is not only formative but it is transformative, and uh, and for me that's very very important. As a woman, I have gone through a lot of things in my life and um, travel has been a way to deal with these things. They've been a way to grow. They've been a, bo- a way to shape myself, to, to redefine myself, to find myself. Um, and I have observed that with many of the women that I work with. So there is a real power to travel that enables you to live a free and fabulous life. And I'm all about free, fun, and fabulous um so that's what i do what i do because i just think that there is nothing as powerful as travel to enable you to live a free free and fabulous life i could not agree more and i think it's you're removing yourself from all your comfortable elements and you're jumping into something different and i feel like it just allows you to kind of shed the skin of who you feel like you should be and just be who you want to be. And yeah, does that as fast and as instantaneous as travel does. Exactly. Because I mean, that ability that you have to leave home and really be truly who you are out of all the limitations that other people are putting on you. And then, you know, you've got to take responsibility for stopping to put limitations on yourself. That's Mm -hmm. the next, that's the next step. So it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's an unraveling of you and unraveling of all the versions of who you are. Because every time you go to a different country, you discover a different version of yourself because you, different, you, you discover a different culture. 
Yes. Yeah, so, Exactly. So, so uh, it's something that I that I uh, that I do twice a year. I take uh, I take women on um, um, online travels um, because you know those travels can become very expensive, but they get to meet other women from different countries, and then in each of the country where we go we speak about a specific aspect of the culture that only she's a specific accept, aspect pardon, of them as a woman, from the mother in you to the sexy lover in you, you know, uh, and it's to the creative, you know, woman or the spiritual goddess. Um, and then suddenly you get to discover that, oh my God, I just, I didn't know I could do this. I didn't know that I was that, you know, I didn't know that I was, spiritual when I came to Bali and then suddenly that fell on me and I thought oh I'm in trouble I'm spiritual <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so it's yeah it's I just find it really really fascinating I love that's really cool um, I and I see you being very good at that as well just in a little bit that you and I have spoken I see Thank you. Um, just this glow about you and you're very obviously passionate about what you're doing and I think people see that and they respond to it um, passion is important eh? if you don't live your life with passion it's well, sad yeah 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 I yeah. agree um so I'll make sure that we have your Instagram handle in the show notes is there any other way that we can get in contact with you for the moment Instagram is the best way um, and you, yeah, exactly. Or I also, you know, my email address is, is also a great way. So Carol the Explorer at gmail.com. And also, you can also find me on, uh, uh, on Facebook, uh, at, uh, uh, not at Carol the Explorer, but at, uh, Carol Favre. That's Foxtrot Alpha Victor Romeo Echo. Uh, but uh, yeah, Insta, Insta, Insta is easy. So uh, you can DM me on Insta. Definitely, especially, um, especially if you want to attend the workshop, uh, because I'll do the workshop once a month and I want to limit the numbers just to make sure that we have um, a, a more intimate um, um, experience and I can answer questions, you know, of everyone that's important, uh, important to me so that I can add value to, to everyone's life. So, okay. yeah. And then, so just to clarify, the workshops are done online, correct? Yes, they will be done online and live. Okay. Yes. No pre-recorded boring webinars. <laughs> uh, we're doing we're doing live because I like to rock and roll in the classroom and I like to have interaction with the people that I talk to. Pre-recorded things just kill my soul. Um, and uh, I just, you know, if, if you show up, I think you just show up. Uh, so, uh, and I like to meet the people the, the women that I, that I help, uh, I, I, you know, I love connections. So again, you need, you need to live with integrity. If you love to connect, you just can't do pre-recorded stuff. Uh, you've got, you've got to connect for real. Even, even if it's, uh, even if it's digitally, we can still connect. <laughs> yes. I a hundred percent agree. That's like what we're doing right now. <laughs> exactly. And I promise that when I go to Bali, you'll be the first person I talk to. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> um, well, I did just get my dive certification. So that part of the world is quick on my list. 
Yeah, definitely. And you have, so I lived for three months in East Timor, in Timor-Leste. And, uh, and over there, they, they are part of the Golden Triangle. So there is a, a small island called Alor, which is part of Indonesia as well. So this Golden, golden Triangle is mm-hmm. an amazing place to dive. Um, and uh, I've done some guest, uh, guest dives um over there and it was just mind-blowing really absolutely absolutely mind-blowing uh, okay i'll yeah. see you soon <laughs> exactly <laughs> when everything reopens you know it's going to happen bit by bit but um yeah and it's it's my advice like every time there is a door that opens just don't wait open mm. like the door opens a bit like open it wide go through that door because you don't know, honestly, we don't know when it's going to shut again. Mm-hmm. So in life, we can just be there or spend out, you know, our time dreaming. And I'm a, you know, I'm a sucker for dreaming. So I think you have to dream in life. But your dreams are there to be realized. So the idea that you spend your life just thinking and dreaming, you know, that's nice. But the reason why you're dreaming, that gift of dreaming is there for, is, is there for a reason and the reason is to make those dreams happen. Otherwise, you wouldn't have the capacity to dream. And if that dream comes to you, it's because it's meant for you to happen. It was given to you. It came to you. Other people have got other dreams. So don't put your, don't throw your dreams in the rubbish bin. Yes, or in the trash. Just do something with them. It's like knowledge. I mean, it's great to have knowledge, but what's, what's the, the point if you don't have knowledge? Yeah. If you don't go and use it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So this is all nice. Just do something with it. That door opens, open it wider, go through it, go wherever you can. One week, for two weeks, for three weeks, come back. You know, you have so many lives to live. And those lives, you can all experience them through travel. And, And that's the one of the most impactful ways to to enrich your soul to enrich your heart and to just go and and vibrate in all the in all the beauty you know that uh, that you have in you yes yeah voila take the opportunities <laughs> <laughs> so here's a hypothetical opportunity is i gift you a sailboat and it's yours to sail around the world in your only job is to give it a name. What do you name it? Oh, my God. Um, I was going to say freedom, but I reword that to let's be free because I'd love to invite a lot of people on my boat and, uh, and then be free with them. And, and I can just already, I'm on the front deck and I'm having parties. and i'm dancing and i'm out there and we're all free so yeah let's be free beautiful well said well thank you so much for your time it's been an absolute pleasure and i look forward to speaking with you again very soon thank you so much it's been absolutely lovely cara thanks a lot bye Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the word, share with a friend, post it, comment, shout out, 
let us know. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss another episode. Follow us on our socials and be sure to check out stateofunity.org for upcoming group experiences. This is Kara Irene, hoping we leave you feeling inspired to do more.